Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. We're going to be looking at some descriptions of who he was and what he did. All about the power and the presence of the name, that name of Jesus, uh, and what he's going to speak into all of our lives. Uh, Names are very powerful. Names are very significant. Uh, Names have meaning, and what you do with that name is the legacy you leave behind. Uh, There are some names that can just just speak when they're, when they're said, you're just like, wow, that is a powerful name. And there's other names you're like, Haha, I knew somebody like that. That's not such a great name, right? Why? Because the legacy, the name determines the legacy. Uh, my name, of course, is Kevin. And, uh, you know, when I was uh, at home, my mom gave me a mug with my name on it and what it means. You're not this special, guys. I'm this special. This is for me, from mommy. And it says, Kevin, meaning lovable. Thanks, Mom. I read through some of the definitions on here, and I go, no, 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 no. (laughs) Wow, they're really stretching that. Have you guys ever seen these? They're like in all of your classic souvenir shops, right, you know? Uh, But there's something powerful about a name. Names are very important, and what you name people will live with them the rest of their life. Uh, Whenever I was in my home economics class when I was in high school, that was one of the little segments was about children and about naming your kids. You got graded on what you named your kids. Now, some of you grew up in the days of home economics where you had the flower babies. How many had the flower babies? Anybody remember that? No? How many had the egg babies? The egg babies? I did the egg babies. Nobody did this? Okay, well, this, and this is what they did. They, they would give you, you would, you would do a mock marriage. You'd be married to somebody in the class, and you had to take care of this. Now, the eggs was you would take an egg, and you had to blow the yolk out of them. And you had, so you had a hollow shell. So you poked a hole in the top and bottom. You blew the yolk out of them, and then you had to take care of this. And you had to take care of it for two weeks between you and whoever your imaginary spouse was. Uh, you had to name them. I was gifted with twins. I had twin eggs, um, and so I named one Eggy and the other one Yoakum. I failed on the naming of my eggs. It did not pass the class. Uh, and, uh, and so anyway, you always have to know what a name. Like a family named Man. They, a man family named their daughter Anita. Anita Man. Right? Power in names. Uh, another family, last name was Wright. They named her, their daughter Eileen. Eileen Wright. <laughs> uh, one little girl was named Lois, and she married into the Price family. So her name was Lois Price. I like that name. There's power in names, right? You got to be careful what you name people. Careful what you do with names because they have power behind them. Some of you are still getting that last one. You're trying to figure out, what's he saying? Um, 700 years before Jesus ever came, 700 years, there was a prophet named Isaiah. Isaiah talked about the names of 
one that was to come that was going to change the world. And Isaiah spoke 700 years about Jesus before he ever showed up. If you have your Bibles, open them up. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. This is a very familiar passage that we read every Christmas season. But let it speak to you today about the power of a name. Here it is. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be, say it with me, he will be called, say it with me, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is the power of a name. That in the name of Jesus, he will be known as the Wonderful Counselor the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. This is the definition of the name. God showed up. Jesus showed up. Uh, the, uh, the, the Heavenly Father, the incarnate wrapped in flesh, Jesus Christ, came to earth for all of us. And he is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He is Jesus. And today I want to talk with you about the wonderful, the name of the wonderful counselor. What the counselor does, who the counselor is, and how he helps us through the struggles in our life. Bow your heads with me today. Father, help us today to watch over all that is said and done, God, for your glory. And I pray that, God, you would open up our hearts, help us to get excited about the fact that you are our truly wonderful counselor. You take us through the darkest times of our lives. You're always there to hear us. You're always there to lift us up. You're always there to speak life into us. You're always there, God, because you are truly a wonderful, everlasting counselor. So I pray that, God, you'll speak to our hearts and encourage our lives in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Uh, more than just a name, it's his definition of what he does. Uh, Peleoes. Peleoes actually means wonderful counselor. Say it with me. Peleoes. Peleoes is the Hebrew of who he is. He is Peleoes, our wonderful counselor, the one who comes to us when we need. What does it mean? It means he's there to advise us to consult us, to guide us, to direct us on what we are to do in life. He is there to be, give us strength. He is there to give us the hope no matter what we go. Pele, beyond understanding, to wonderful words. Uh, Yoaz, uh, to advise, to consult, and to guide. He is Pele Yoaz. That is what he has come to do. He is the wonderful counselor, the God in flesh, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, and the end. He will be our wonderful counselor. Hebrews chapter 4, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to what? Unable to what? Sympathize with our weaknesses. See, we don't have someone who is unaware or has not experienced the temptations and the suffering, the pain that we feel. It says, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he was without sin. He is our Pele Yoaz, wonderful counselor, who understands what our struggles are. It says, let us then, because of this, 
Because he understands where we're at, let us then have confidence. Approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in what? In our what? In our time of need. The Peleoes, the wonderful counselor, we can confidently come to him and know that as we do, he understands our greatest struggles, our greatest fears, and our greatest hurts. Uh, show of hands today, help me out. Show of hands today. How many guys have ever been hurt in life? You ever been hurt in life? Raise your hands up. All right. How many guys have ever had loss in life? You lost someone you love or something? Yes. How many guys today would be honest enough to say that you have had some pain in life? Every single one of us are in the same category. We all need Pele Yoas. We need a wonderful counselor to come to us where we're at, where we are at. He cares for you. Luke chapter 5, verse 31, it says Jesus is talking. And uh, they're, they're asking him questions, and Jesus answered them. He says, it is not the healthy who need a doctor. No, it's the sick. It's the sick who need the doctor. But I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus came for the sick. Jesus came for those hurting. Jesus came for those broken. Jesus came for those lost in a world full of pain. Jesus came for you. He came for us. He came for me. He came uh, into a world that was just as broken as our world is now. In fact, more so, if I could say that. He came into a world full of slavery. He came into a world full of darkness. He came into a world full of, of uh, sickness, full of, of people being crushed by the governments of the world at that time. Jesus came into a very rough time and a very rough place. But he came to heal the sick, the broken, those who needed him the most. He came for that. This season, Christmas season, is tough uh, for many of us, for many of you here today. And uh, it's, it, Christmas seems to be that time of year that reminds us of good things. But it also can bring about some very painful things from our past or maybe times that we, we recognize families that uh, a loved one that used to be with us that now is no longer at that dinner table during this Christmas time. Well, you introduce in this Christmas time um, a loss. You introduce uh, a, a, a financial uh, struggle and hurt. You introduce a uh, relationship that's separated you introduce those kind of things, it makes it that much harder. Um, many people struggle with depression during this holiday season, the seasonal depression. Uh, people find themselves in stress about debt, uh, trying to provide and do things for their kids that they financially can't, but they think, well, we'll deal with it come January, and it's in the back of their head, thinking about the whole time. Uh, you you have family with family you have families with dysfunction that's through the roof. Um, you have stress, jobs that are overwhelming. Uh, you have fear of the future, uh, anxiety, all kinds of heaviness and sickness. We are now in a world. Uh, sadly, this is a very sad statistic. Statistically, 
We are the highest, our, our, the generation that is behind us, the younger generation, the highest anxiety-driven generation ever in history, which is so crazy because you think about the world, the wars that, that other generations have gone through, and they would have a reason, but it's we, our children are not learning how to cope. They're not learning where to turn to to find healing for the sickness. We need, more than ever before, we need a wonderful counselor. I'm going to say it again because some of you maybe didn't hear that. More than ever before, we don't need another drug. We don't need another prescription. We don't need more sleep. We need a wonderful counselor in Jesus Christ. That's what we need. More than anything. Because here's the thing. What happens when people become overwhelmed and anxious? They turn to the source that is tangibly right there. Alcohol, drugs, uh, pornography. Uh, we can name it. Some are turned into domestic violence and they beat their wives or they, they beat their kids. It's so interesting how people cope with it. The most important thing that our world needs is a wonderful counselor, one who knows where we're at, understands our struggles, understands our fears, understands our anxieties, one who doesn't judge us, one who loves us and sees us right where we are. We need a wonderful counselor. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to give you three things of this holiday season, how you and I can find healing during this holiday season through our wonderful counselor. If you have your notes, write these down. Here's the first one. Uh, ways that we're going to be healed. First off, you have to be brutally honest with a counselor. Be brutally honest with Jesus Christ. Before you ever find healing, you have to be brutally honest. Uh, there's a story. I'm not going to read the story. I'm just going to kind of hit on it, kind of touch on bits and pieces of it. There's a story found in John chapter 4. Jesus comes up to a woman. She was at a well. And she is getting water, and Jesus says, hey, give me some water. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I can't give you any water. You, you worship here, and my father's worship there. We're not even supposed to talk to each other. And Jesus said, no, no, give me some water. So he begins to have this dialogue with this woman at the well. And he asks her about her husband. She says, I have no husband. And he says, well, what you say is true. You don't have a husband. In fact, you've had five husbands. Jesus starts reading her mail, man, just starts freaking her out right there. She's just trying to get some water, you guys. You know? She's just trying to get some water. Jesus says, no, you've had five husbands, and the one you're with now is not your husband. But that's okay. He looks into her, and she wasn't brutally honest with him, but he was brutally honest with her. And because of that brut brutal honesty, she, she began to open herself up to understand this man is different. Now, let me just say something here as a side note real quick. Jesus, we, we have to be brutally honest with Jesus. We have to be brutally honest with him, admitting, confessing, laying it all before him. He knows it all anyway, guys. He sees it all. He knows it all. Honesty before him is the first and foremost thing. And so what happens is Jesus says, listen, there's coming a day. He talks to the woman. He says, there's coming a day whenever they won't worship on that mountain, that mountain they'll worship all to God. And he says, and the water you drink, you will thirst again, but drink of the fountain. I am the one who, I am the living water, he says, and all that you've been searching for, you find in me. Jesus is saying, 
when you're honest with me, you will find help in healing as you drink from who I am, not what the world has to offer you. Some of you may be here today and you're struggling in your faith. You may come here today because your parents are making you come. You may come here today because uh, you, you feel like, well, I, I, I might as well go and just see what they have to offer. You don't really know where God is at. You don't even know if you believe in God. I'm here to tell you that's okay. God wants you to be brutally honest with him on where you're at. He already knows where you're at. It's okay that you don't, it's okay that you question him. It's okay maybe you don't believe. It's all right. God still loves you. Jesus still loves you. Jesus didn't get mad at the woman because she didn't tell the truth. He loved her through the deception she was trying to put up. So you can put all the walls up you want, but God sees right where you're at. And he wants you to know he is the wonderful counselor that sees you. Some of you today are going through heartbreak. You're going through loss. You're going through questions and doubts. God sees and knows right where you're at. Some of you today are involved in addictions. Some of you today find peace in your mind in the bottom of a bottle. That's okay. God sees right where you're at. Some of you find relief in life by smoking on a joint or doing something destructive to your body. God sees exactly where you're at. He is the wonderful counselor. He loves you right where you're at, but he will not leave you where you're at. He comes to you where you're at, but then he brings you to a better place because he is the wonderful counselor. But the first and foremost step is to be brutally honest with him about where you're at so he can take you to where he wants you to go. Psalm 55 verse 22 says, uh, he says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Your counselor sees where you're at. Be brutally honest with him and lay it before him. Number two, not only brutally honest with him, but secondly, listen to the counselor's voice. Listen to what he tells you. Uh, there's a story in Mark chapter 9. A great story. I'm not going to go into it. Don't have time. Great story in Mark chapter 9. Uh, Jesus was with his disciples. Jesus is on this mountain. It's called the mountain Transfiguration. And uh, Jesus is up there, and all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah shows up with Jesus. And so there are three there, man. Powerhouse. Power three, man. This is, this is something. And the disciples are watching this. And a voice from heaven says in Mark chapter 9, verse 7, it says, A voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. What does it say? Listen. What are we to do? Listen to him. Do what he tells you to do. Listen to him. How do we listen? Well, how do we listen is, first off, we have to set aside time to hear him. We have to take time out of our busy day, time out of our work time. Maybe set aside 15, 20 minutes a day uh, to where you shut the TV off, you put the phone in the other room, get the phone away from you, and you just sit and just say, okay, God, I'm in the middle of this. I'm in pain. I'm suffering here. What do I do? And then you shut it. You close your mouth and you just sit in the quietness of the moment. Maybe you put on a, a worship song that speaks to you and you don't talk. You just let it soak in. You just let it speak to you because that's 
him speaking to you. Maybe uh, there's somebody at your work that's just a wise person and you bounce it off of them and they speak back those words that you may not want to hear, but you need to hear because it's what God wants you to listen to. He speaks through a still small voice. He speaks through songs. He speaks through messages. Like even right now, there are multiple messages going up. There's what I'm saying. There is what you are listening to. And then there is what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of you. And that's a powerful thing. Listen to the counselor's voice. But you have to give him time. It's kind of like um, my son and my daughter. If I'm in a room with a bunch of other fathers or a bunch of other mothers, it doesn't really matter. I'm in a room with a bunch of other parents. If my daughter says or my son says, Dad, I know when Lily says dad and when Tyler says dad, doesn't matter how many people or how many kids are saying dad, I can pick their voice out. Why? Because my ear has attuned to listen to their cries. This is what God wants. God wants us to not only cry out to him, but he also wants us to at times be quiet and listen to his voice, tune ourselves in to what he wants to say. John chapter 10, verse 27. It says, it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and what? And they follow me. So the counselor will come alongside us when we're brutally honest. We listen to the counselor's voice. And number three, third one is this. Do what the counselor says to do. In any counseling session you go into, when you're brutally honest and you share your heart uh, and, and you listen to what they have to say, they will then give you directions about, okay, here's some things to work on. Here's some things that you can do. This is the power of doing what the counselor says. And let me tell you something. Not all the time what the counselor says is like fun. And not all the time what the counselor says, you're like, yay, let's go, team. In fact, it takes a little time for it to sink in. In fact, it takes a lot of times for it to actually do it or actually get it right. But God calls us to do what he's called us to do. There's a story in, the, in, in uh, uh, Mark where it talks about a rich man. He comes to Jesus and says, hey, what do I got to do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he said, oh, you want to inherit the kingdom of God? Okay, you have to do what the law says. He says, I've done all these. I've done all these things from the very littlest of age. I've obeyed everything that the law says. And Jesus looks at the man and says that he loved him because he realized where his heart was truly at. He was a rich man. And his heart was, he obeyed the law, but he didn't live it out in his heart. So Jesus looks at him and says, go and sell all you have and give it to the poor and then come back and follow me. And it says that the rich man left that day discouraged because he knew it was too great a cost. He wasn't willing to do what the counselor said to do. Another crazy story in the Bible. Story of a blind man that comes to Jesus and wants to get healed. You probably have heard this story and I'm just going to expound on it a little bit. But Jesus is, is, is there and a blind man comes up and what does Jesus do? Jesus could have, I mean, I just think, about it. Jesus could have said, okay, be healed. I mean, he had the power to do that. But instead, Jesus uses an illustration to talk about doing what you're told to do when God says it. He spits on the ground, makes the mud patty, 
and smears it in the blind man's eyes. I mean, the blind man couldn't run. He didn't know what's going on. I just think this story's funny. To me, this story's so funny. He's just, I want to be healed. He can't see, and all of a sudden, he feels this mud go on his eyes made by spit of Jesus. He says to the blind man, he says, now, go and wash and be healed. Now, the man could have walked around with that spitty mud in his eyes and not did what Jesus told him to do, but what did he do? He went, he washed, and all of a sudden, his sight was completely there. There was no power in the spit. There was no power in the mud. There was only power in the obedience to do what the counselor told him to do. There was no power in the spit. There was no power in the mud. It was power in the obedience and the faith that he did what Jesus said to do because he was at a place of desperation. The blind man said, if I don't do this, I'll be blind the rest of my life. What have I got to lose? I'm going to do what the counselor tells me to do. And some here today, that is what God's calling you to do. Do what the counselor tells you to do. It may be painful. It may seem weird. It may seem like a crazy thought, but by golly, you're going to do it because you're at the place where you say, I need an answer to my prayer, and I'm going to step out and believe that God's going to do it. Some of you, it may be to move to a place that you never thought you'd ever move to, but this is what God is calling you to do. Do what the counselor calls you to do. Some of it may be to quit a job or change a job. Others of you, it may be to reach out to a neighbor and do something this holiday season you've never done before. Some of you, it may be buy less for your kids and teach your kids a lesson this Christmas about true generosity and blessing others. And all the kids in the house say, no, 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 don't do that. That's not a lesson. Do it next year. Do it next year. Some of you, God may call you to cut up credit cards that are tying you down, to get out of debt that's drowning you. Some of you, God may call you to give generously beyond even what you think you could do. Maybe God's calling you to give a car to a single mom who's struggling this holiday season and you do it without telling anybody. The car just disappears one day and the title signed up in their drive is there for them. Some of you, God's calling you to leave a certain place in order to go to someplace better. You got a jacked up family. You got to spend the holidays with them. And you don't know how you're going to make it through. You start praying. You start covering the blood of Jesus over you first. My mind, my mouth. God help me. And then you go into that family and the Holy Spirit because the counselor will tell you what to do. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to say, when to say, and when to be quiet. He's always telling us to be quiet. We just don't listen. Right? I'm guilty. Just like everyone here. Overload my mouth at times. Don't always listen to the counselor. But how much better would my life be I would just listen to this wonderful counselor, Peleoas, who loves me right where I'm at, but will not leave me where I'm at. 
who one day, when I was far away from God, one day when I was doing my own things in my own way, he saw me, he loved me, and Jesus came right where I was at. He didn't expect me to get clean and then come. He didn't expect me to get things right and then I could come. He didn't have me get my finances together. He didn't have me do my checklist. He said, hey, Kevin, you're a mess. I love it. Come on. Kevin, you, you can be lovable. But right now, you're so full of hang, hate and anger. The love is being drowned out. He is Pele Yoas, our wonderful counselor. Bow your heads to me today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you see us where we're at. You love us right where we're at. Thank you that you come to us in our pain. You come to us in our suffering. You come to us in our brokenness. And God, love us, but you will not leave us. So God, right now, I just pray that Holy Spirit, you'd begin to move in this place and that God, those in this house who need to be honest with you, be honest about where they're at with you, their anger, their frustration, God, or, or maybe there's those here today who are just hurting. They're hurting from life. They bring it to you and are brutally honest with you, God. And as they're brutally honest, you begin to speak and they listen. And then, God, they do what you called them to do. You are the wonderful counselor, a loving God who sees our sorrows, who knows our pain, you are Pele Yoas. He is our wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, who's strong enough to carry me. Emmanuel, God with us, the one whose love will never end. Oh, Jesus, can you make this season wonderful? Almighty in a manger, here we go. Almighty in a manger, told us he'd be no stranger. To all our sorrow and all that her will ever know. So let these gifts remind us how love came down to find us. Wonder of the ages, the life, the truth, the way he is our wonderful counselor.
Counselor to guide you, direct you, give you wisdom, give you direction, whatever it is. Would you just lift your hands all across this place? Hands going up all over. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Yahweh, our provider, our healer, our restorer, the one who does the impossible. Father, right now, for every hand that is raised, I pray, be Peleoas, be wonderful counselor, be their source. Let them listen to you. Let them cry out to you, God. And you'll see them right where they're at, God. You bring strength to them. You bring hope to them. You bring healing, healing, direction, and wisdom. In the name of Jesus, God, we call upon the name of Jesus. God, touch each one of these lives. Bless them and keep them in your mighty hand, your wonderful counselor. Thank you for that, Jesus, for being with us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. God bless you guys. If you want. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa, with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com.